0: ومن أحسن قولا ممن دعا إلى الله وعمل صالحا وقال إنني من المسلمين
1: Asalamu alaikum Murahmadullahi wa Barakatu Bismillahman rahim alhamdulillahi wasamu ala Rasulihi Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahabi ja jimain. Last week I talked about the importance of cutting our nails, some of the etiquette, some of the adab, some of the things that we have perhaps heard when we were children growing up, things that we heard that are perhaps from the sunnah that may not be from the sunnah and so forth. Today inshallah, I want to talk about another aspect of tahara and purification and something that you and I, we all do on a daily basis and that is the adab and the etiquette of going to the restroom. So going to the restroom is something that we all do on a daily basis, it's part of nature. However, one thing that we have learned from the sunnah of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam is that there are particular uh, sunnahs and practices of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam that if we were to use a restroom and answer the call of nature in the correct way, then this also can become an ibadah. So think about it, we're not only just going and taking care of our needs, but this is also becomes an ibadah. So Allah Subh'anaHu Wa ta'ala in the Quran, He says, In اللَّهَ Allah says that Allah loves those who attain uh, tawbah, who do tawbah, who repent to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala al and those who attain purification. And many of the ulama they say that what that actually means is that when a person is internally pure, then this will show and this will uh, become manifest on the outside but a person who is not even internally pure then the outside will show too so this is why they say that toba and tahara they both go hand in hand how so that when a person they make toba to allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in essence they are with their heart they are turning to allah subhanahu wa ta'ala they are returning to allah and as a result of toba a person becomes internally pure he becomes he or she becomes internally clean and when a person is internally clean then this shows on the outside so hence Toba and Tahara, they both go hand in hand. So as I said, I want to today talk about some of the etiquettes of going to the restroom. This is something that not only do we have to learn them, but we must teach our children. Today we live in a time, in a society where modesty is starting to become abnormal. We're starting to see that our kids are losing their modesty. And today society creates its own definition of what modesty is, but we know that haya, what Islam has dictated as what haya is, that type of haya is starting to become rare and rare and we have to really hold on to our deen, hold on to the sunnahs of the Prophet wasallam. So I begin with a hadith narrated by Salman al-Farsi an where a man came to him, this is a mushrik who is coming to the Prophet wasallam with the intention of sort of mockery that your Prophet has taught you everything even going to the restroom and at at this point Salman al-Farsi he says yes even going to the restroom even something as simple or basic that you may think it is but even something like that Rasulullah has taught us what are the things that we need to do so let's go through some of the key things that we learn from the Sunnah of the Prophet First of all there's a hadith in Sahih Muslim that we learn from the Prophet that he talked about the importance of making sure that when we are using the restroom our friends or back should not be facing the Qibla this is something that we find very often and that's why when we are house hunting or when we are going to any place we should try to be a little mindful about this because people who are not Muslims they build structures they build uh, they build houses and so forth not understanding that whether a bathroom is uh, if that you are using the restroom your front or your back side could be facing the Qibla. That's why we have to always be careful. If you are in the process of building a house, make sure that the the bathrooms are situated in such a, in such a way that neither are you facing, or your front or your back is facing the Qibla. The second thing that we must learn, uh, or we must understand from the hadith of the Prophet is the importance of when to use the right hand and when to use the left hand. So what we learn from Aisha, our mother, that قَالَتْ كَانَ رَسُولُ اللَّهِ, صلى الله عليه وسلم يُحِبُّ الْتَيَامُنُ وَفِي رِوَايَةٍ يُحِبُّ الْتَيَامُنُ that the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, he used to always love to do the good things with his right hand. So what we learn from the ahadith is, and we learn from you know the other ahadith narrated by Hafsa radiallahu anha, the wife of the Prophet Sallallahu or the daughter of Umar ibn al-Khattab, there are other hadith narrated by Abu Huraira Anhu as well that highlight the same exact thing that he would do the good things, the noble things with the right hand, and he would do the you know he would do things that are. Um, najasa oriented, perhaps, or like removing the najasa with his left hand. So when we go to the restroom, when we're talking about touching our private area or the genitalia and so forth, and or making sure that we are trying to remove the nudges, then make sure that we use the the left hand for that, and we don't use the right hand. A lot of times. Um, You know, we find adults, we find children who are not very particular about these kind of things. So making sure that to remove a najis or to touch the the private areas, making sure that we use the the left hand and when it comes to all good things. For example, we learn from the hadith also uh, from the same hadith of Aisha رضي الله عنها uh, يحب الطيامن في طهوره when it came to seeking purification so for example if you're taking a ghusl then you start from the right side and then you go to the left side inshaAllah we'll talk about ghusl some other day um, when the prophet ﷺ would make wudu he would start from the right side and then go to the left side when the prophet ﷺ would cut his nails he would start from the right side and then go to the left side but when it came to removing najas um, then he will start he will use the the left hand we also learn from the hadith of the prophet ﷺ, the importance of sitting down and using the restroom Many times you go to masajid, many times you go to other public places. Um especially it's very sad when you go to masajid and you see urine on the on the toilet seat. We must teach our children that we sit down and we use a restroom. Yes, you clean the area. If you go to a public restroom, like when you go to parks and so forth, you may find like a toilet seat covering. You can put that down uh, and use a restroom. This is what we learned from the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. He would always sit down and use a restroom. And by the way, I must say that there are some cases, some ahadith that we come across where the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam did not sit down and uh, and use a restroom. But uh, the ulama, they explained that there was a particular situation at that time. It was not your normal kind of situation because whenever there were normal circumstances, the Prophet ﷺ would always sit down and use a restroom. So we should sit down and use a restroom. Now, another question that does um, come up is that, do we have to necessarily cover our heads before we go into the restroom? Now, while there are some ahadith of the Prophet ﷺ that do say that the Prophet ﷺ would cover the hand, uh, the head before he would enter the restroom, those ahadith, according to majority of the ulama, are daif and they are weak, and there is some fallacy with their uh, isnad. However, when we study the lives of the sahaba Radiallahu anhum, for example, Abu Bakr عن, uh, when of course we all know that how prestigious of a companion he was, we learn from him that before he would go to the restroom, he would cover his head. And based on this, many of the ulama afterwards, they would uh, they would say that it is recommended and mustahab to cover your head. Shaykh ibn Uthaymi, alayhi, said the same thing in his book, al majmu that um, it is mustahab, it is recommended to cover the head, but it's not mandatory. Uh, scholars uh, such as uh, Imam Al-Ghazali, alayhi, says the same thing. We have, um, we have riwayas from Abu Bakr that have been found in Musanif ibn Abi Shaybah, and these are sahih riwayat, sahih uh, and correct and authentic narrations. So we do learn that perhaps it may not be a hadith, but because the sahaba did it, perhaps they did see it from the Prophet. Because if Abu Bakr who is doing this and he's being punctual about it, that means that he must saw the Prophet He must have seen the Prophet doing this. That's why he's doing this. So that's why uh, to say uh, it is mustahab, uh, we, we we stick to that point and uh, it is recommended but it's not mandatory. It's not something that as if someone would commit a crime or it is a sin to go into the restroom without a head covering. Another thing that we learned from the Sunnah of the Prophet Sallallahu which has been found in a hadith narrated by Anas Allah, that whenever the Prophet Sallallahu he would go to the restroom area, after he would go inside, and he was secluded, mean that he was in a in a very private space. Only then he would expose his awrah. We also find in other hadith of the Prophet that sometimes he would sit down and he would go far away to relieve himself. So if there is a situation where we cannot find any kind of privacy, our ulama have taught us, based on the hadith of the Prophet, you go far away, as far as away as you can, where you will not find anyone, and then you take care of your uh, you take care of your need. However, I will say that in our day and age, uh, usually you find restrooms where you can go inside and it's a public, I mean, it's a very private space and you can use a restroom, but I will say that a lot of times you do go to many uh, private, uh, I mean, many public areas, and there you will find that you're using the restroom and there's a slit in between, people can see you and so forth. So try to use a restroom where you have the utmost amount of uh, privacy. Also um, in the same subject, I will say, that especially when it comes to our homes and i remember you know i will be i'll be very frank about this that you know this is not this is not every single place but you know here in texas many of the homes that are newly built and so forth you will see that the the bathrooms are not everything is connected so you walk into a bathroom the bathroom is a huge area many of our walk in closets are in the back of the 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 bathroom so you walk through the bathroom to the the walk in closet so a lot of times what we see is that now the, the bathroom or the toilet area is actually blo- is, is blocked off or is is off into another separate space. And there's a door to that. So it's part of the, the main master bath, but at the same time, it has its own door. So I would say that if that is your situation, making sure that if you, that is not your situation, then make sure you keep the main door c- closed. If you have a a scenario where the bathroom is closed off and there's a door to that, then you may keep the master door bathroom open, but make sure that that the door of that toilet Room you can say is is closed off. Even if you are the only one there, make sure that based on this hadith, we close that door and then you, uh, then you expose uh, your aura. Also, I would say that uh, when it comes to the reason why this is so emphasized is because exposing your aura in front of others is goes against the teachings of haya and modesty in our deen. And based on this, I will say I've given talks about this before, but I will say this that especially when it comes to sports and so forth, many of our Muslim youth. They go, and we know the society that we live in, that people take showers in front of each other. People, they expose themselves, they're taking public showers in front of each other. We should teach our Muslim youth that they should not engage in these kind of things. If they need to take a shower, perhaps go to a secluded area to uphold the haya and the modesty of our deen. The next thing that we learn from the Sunnah of the Prophet ﷺ is that whenever you would go to the restroom, you walk in with your left foot, whenever you come out, you, uh, you come out with your right foot. Before you enter, you read the dua, Allah min al wal-khabaith." This is because the, the place of the bathroom where people relieve themselves, it is a place of najis. Uh, overall, and that is where the shayateens they say and so forth, so the sh- the, the evil shayateen, the men, uh, the, the, the male and the female, um, the men and the women, so that's why we say Allahumma inni ya'udhu bika in wal-khaba'ith, on our way out we say ghufranak, this is what we learn from the sunnah of the Prophet Another thing that we learned from the Sunnah of the Prophet ﷺ, is that when we're using the restroom, do not be in a hurry and do not be hasty. We want to make sure that we clean ourselves completely. There is no splash of urine, especially when people go to restroom nowadays and they use a the restroom, there are splashes of urine that come onto their body. Now they may clean their main private area, but because of those splashes, those splashes are sitting on other parts of their body, and that can make uh, that can have a major impact. So that's why making sure that we are taking our time. You don't want to be quick in and out, but you go inside, you use the restroom, you clean yourself properly. You don't want to spend an extended period of time there either, but you want to make sure you clean yourself properly. And because we learn from the hadith, of, uh, we learn from a hadith of the Prophet sallam narrated by Ibn Abbas وسلم, that a man was being punished in his grave because the Prophet was saying that this man who is being here in this grave, he's being punished because of not protecting himself from urine. And that's why the Prophet ﷺ says, that be, um, protect yourself and be careful of urine because it does, uh, it is one of the key reasons or the key factors um, that can lead to a punishment in the grave. Yeah. Uh, another thing that we learn from the Sunnah of the Prophet ﷺ is something that we do often. And that is talking in the bathroom. We learn from the Hadith, Prophet Sallallahu that do not talk in the bathroom. So people sometimes nowadays, subhanAllah, they take their cell phones inside the restroom. They're talking uh, on the cell phone uh, in uh, in the restroom. We learn from a Hadith narrated by Jabir Ibn Abdullah عن, that one once a man came to the Prophet Sallam. The Prophet was in the restroom and he began to make salam so The Prophet he responded to him, but after the Prophet came outside. He said that this time I respond to you, but next time when you make sound to me and I'm inside the restroom, I will not respond to your slam because we're not supposed to be talking inside the restroom. So based on this also, you know, long time ago, I remember living in America and there was a practice that you go to many people's homes and you have magazines sitting there, books sitting inside the, ba- the restroom. So you sit there and you basically, you put yourself in a state of comfort while relieving yourself. Remember you go to the restroom, To take care of your need and you don't spend time in taking care of your need where you lose the objective the objective is take care of your need and you're out so you don't go there and you start you know checking and you know there are people that subhanallah you find nowadays that they're taking their their phones inside the restroom and they're sitting on their social media accounts sitting on the restroom and so forth It's not recommended. This is not the nature of a believer. You go inside, you take care of your needs and you are out. And especially when you are inside the restroom, you don't want to be in conversations, whether someone's outside the restroom or even if you are on the phone. Uh, Another thing that we also learn is that uh, making sure that we wash our hands after we use a restroom. Recommended to use soap, that is the most, uh, that is the hygiene, um, the most, or the highest level of hygiene that we can uh, perhaps attain. So, I mean, some people just want to use water, that's fine, through, uh, through water, you take care of these, the Islamic aspect of Tahara, but I would always recommend to use soap on your way out, and then also making sure that after you are done, you clean the bathroom area to make sure that whoever comes in next, you, and they find the bathroom in a, in a better situation. So these are just few things that we learned from the hadith of Prophet ﷺ when it comes to going to the restroom. And once again, I would strongly urge that not only do we try to apply these sunnahs in our life, but making sure that we teach our children the same thing. Because, inshallah, if our children can hold on to these sunnahs of the Prophet, then inshallah they will also convey the same thing to their, inshallah, upcoming generation. I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make us amongst those who will practice the sunnah and hold on to the sunnah of the Prophet. Jazakumullah khair. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.
0: الله وملائكته يصلون على النبي يا ايها الذين امنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما ان الذين يؤذون الله ورسوله لعنهم الله في والآخرة وأعد لهم عذابا مهينا والذين يؤذون المؤمنين والمؤمنات بغير ما اكتسبوا فقد احتملوا بهتانا وإثما مبينا